regardless of your perspective on it, it so beautifully parallels the biblical creation story, right? So God's out there and he's in the garden, right? Mm -hmm. And he's making the fish. That's day one. Day one, fish. Oh, of course. Day two, worms. Common knowledge, yep. Day three, dirt and clouds. <laughs> anyway, he's got this big checklist of <laughs> things he has to make in the world, right? Yeah. And it's this big ordeal uh-huh. making the world. Yeah. And then they, they call it the seven days of creation. Yeah. But on the seventh day, the pinnacle of creation, the crescendo is rest. Amen. <laughs> Let us pray. <laughs> Welcome back to Friends with Benedict. Breakfast around, Breakfast the, world. around the world. On the count of three, let's say where we're recording from on this on this gut busting episode. Deal. One, three, two, two three. One. New Brooklyn. York City. Brooklyn, New York City. <laughs> Things are crazy. We have our first ever live studio audience member. Yes. Thank you, Bailey. So Bailey's here. <laughs> My yeah. little sister's in town. Me, it was just gonna be me and Jake. And then Bailey snuck into my suitcase. <laughs> Last minute added. Yeah, I feel like this is a lot of, maybe not a lot of firsts. It's just a lot of new things. Mm. It was very unexpected to have you come in to New York City and to have a live studio audience for the podcast. Mm. I think that's all the new things. <laughs> <laughs> it's been crazy. Let's just put it that way. Well, I've never wanted to go to New York City at all. I've never even had a slight desire to go to New York City. But since meeting Jake, I've heard a whole lot about it. How good it is, how many subways there are, how many pizzas there are. Yeah. And then after all that, I was like, gosh, I gotta go. (laughs) We're so similar in so many ways, like scary similar. But that's one of the big ways that we're not similar is I'm big fan of cities and you're big fan of the opposite of cities. Yeah. Um, Opposites attract, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got some big beef with you I wanted to bring up. Oh, no. If you're okay exposing the beef on the podcast. I don't know if I'm okay exposing <laughs> the beef on the podcast, my man. <laughs> but let's do it. Um, so I went to Paris a while back. I got some shots. Mm-hmm. They're fine. They mm-hmm. weren't great. I was filming by myself. And I was like, man, I would probably get way better shots if I was with Schaefer. This would be way more fun. And then you went to Paris later, mm-hmm. also alone without me. Mm-hmm. And you came back and you were like, oh, I didn't get that many good shots. Like, it was just kind of weird. Like, I didn't have great filming opportunities. And then you post a video on YouTube that is. I'm pretty sure it's my favorite video you've ever really? done. Yeah. Really? I think, it, I think it is. Wow. And it was so frustrating to watch because you told me you didn't have any good shots from Paris. And then you had some of the most beautiful shots I've ever seen in my life. Well, I feel like I have a defense. Can I be a defendant now on, this po- on the podium? Yes. In my defense, I just didn't re- – I honestly didn't remember getting any of those shots because – Paris is like New York City. It's like overwhelming. It's just hard to take it all in. (laughs) 
Uh, sorry, that's a stupid inside <laughs> joke. But it's real. It's just so much is happening around you all the time, um, and especially being in another country. I just felt like my brain was going like a million miles an hour the whole time I was there. So I would yeah. go out for, to shoot like for a couple hours at a time and I would come back and, you know, when you come back, you're not thinking about what cool shots I got. You're just thinking about like, oh God, now I have to order food in mm-hmm. another language alone. And so when I got back and, and again, I wasn't even going to make a video from the footage because I really didn't think I had anything. Um, but then there was just like a big, like November happened and there's nothing to film in November. So I went back and looked through the footage and I was like, oh dang, there's actually sweet stuff in here. So it was a surprise to me as well. Man. Yeah. It, well, and then, cause on top of that, and I think why it's my favorite video is not only was the Paris segment insane, but you had the most insane, like visual storytelling, which I was just making a video centered around like Mm. trying to use composition to tell a story and that video did that so well too like with the swing set shots and the playground shots and it was just a masterpiece and i love it so much oh i'm glad you like it so much i felt kind of not indifferent about that one i just felt like I think just because the footage was old it felt like oh i know that kind of like a mix like a you know, it's sort of like a quilt where you have all these random pieces you kind of put together on it. And you're like, yeah, yeah I guess it goes together. But as opposed to like one where you really plan it out and have like shots in mind, this one felt very like thrown together. <laughs> but I think the end product, I guess, kind of came together and made it feel a little bit yeah. less disjointed than I like the process, especially like linking things up with the shots from my dad. Like that, just those just were like two. Com- I mean, that I shot all that footage all, over a year ago now, so it just felt really, really weird to put those two things together. But yeah, I, it's so beautiful and stuff comes together like that because from the viewer's perspective, it just looks like he planned it that way all along. Well, but that's good. The truth I is, it's this collection it of footage way. from all. Well, over. I usually work backwards anyway. Like yeah. I'll like put the footage there, there, and then like I'll like record the voiceover to the footage instead of which is mm. I feel like. Not a good habit, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's kind of the true, YouTube way. Yeah, I suppose it is. But maybe not a good way. filmmaking yeah, habit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thanks for all the compliments, buddy. Yeah, I appreciate it, dude. Uh, yeah, there's no way anyone listening to this hasn't seen it, but really. But we'll put that in the show notes. <laughs> Are you kidding me, dude? We're going international with this one. But <laughs> Bailey's looking at me like. You, Guys are so dumb. <laughs> I know. Seriously, I never felt weird about doing this until we have a studio audience. I know. Where's all now the giggles and the laugh? <laughs> <laughs> Since so, your video that video was about. Um, what was it about? <laughs> are you kidding me? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was about creativity. I loved it uh, so favorite, much. It was your favorite dude. one. It yeah, was, that one video was, it really left a mark on me. <laughs> Man. I actually watched it three times in a row the did first really? time I pulled it up. Yeah. No way. Mm-hmm. Wow. Three times in a row. You really did like it. Yeah. I mean, other than not I, knowing what it's about. I really, really liked it. But yeah, anyway, like creativity and inspiration, like where you draw it from mm. was what the video is about. Mm, yeah, I yeah, know yeah. what it's about. <laughs> Um, and you know, basically the gist being like Nathaniel drew is in the video and he draws a lot of his inspiration in Paris. You get yours in 
tiny town called Gunnison. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we'll do a, we'll probably do another episode just talking about New York City. Yeah. But I don't know. Do you want to talk about inspiration? Creative I mean, inspiration? Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure I could. I'm sure I could I'm sure I could talk about it because um because well because when I got to Paris, that's what I was thinking too. Like like that same feeling of being overwhelmed is like one that you don't get in Gunnison at all. Like you never mm. are around so many different kinds of people all at the same time. And you know, there were some shots in there that were really, really cool that I never could have come up with or planned in a million years. Cause in cities like that, things are just happening all the time. Same with New York. There's all these things that you just could never, ever, ever plan. Like we were on a subway today and a guy starts tap dancing and a dude's playing the saxophone. That never happens in Gunnison. <laughs> yeah. Like that would be crazy <laughs> if that happened in Gunnison. That would be the craziest thing to ever happen in Gunnison. Because yeah. we don't have a subway. But anyway, <laughs> that was the thing I was feeling when I got there was like, I'm not going to be able to replicate this feeling I feel right now back home. Mm. And so the first day I was there, I was like, man, what a bummer, you know, what a bummer I live in this place that has none of these cool things. And then the second day I felt more sort of like I got a hang of it a little bit. And then by the, anyway, by the, by the time I left, I, I didn't feel the same level of inspiration that I get from Gunnison mm. because there are things in Gunnison that you can't have in Paris, you know, yeah. like the vastness and the, I mean, Gunnison is an incredible place to just be so alone because yeah. there's so much open space. And I think for me, that's where a lot of inspiration comes from is the time I can step away, not only just to be in my room or whatever, to be like truly alone, way out in the middle of nowhere. And so by the time I left Paris, I was like ready to feel that again, mm. you know? And then that got me thinking like, well, you know, there can be a balance. Like you can go travel and experience all these things, but I don't, I don't think you really get to choose what you're inspired by, you know? And I don't think I, I mean, this sounds weird to say, but I don't think I was all that inspired by Paris when it comes to like being Hmm. motivated. I wasn't motivated to make anything. I was really, it was really cool to be there and to experience all of it, but I wasn't gunning to get home and edit the footage, which is obvious by the fact that I had all those great shots and it took me like three months to edit them. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. And, And I feel like that's so different than most people. Uh, or like, or at least just maybe just in YouTube, it's so common to to feel like you need to travel or go do something or have a spectacle, yeah, to yeah, be yeah. inspired and make something, yeah. And that's so common. But lately, like for me personally, I'm far less interested in watching people travel than I am seeing their real life or or just seeing i don't know like yeah stories from their real life yeah but that to me feels harder to find inspiration in that case yeah like like you were just saying for me it's like come to new york city and i have so many ideas and i'm so inspired by all of the stuff there is to take in all the time Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and and that will that will still like that'll still spark stories I want to tell that are from my lived life, mostly back in Denver. But for some reason, the backdrop of a different place is what 
provides such a massive inspiration to me. Yeah, that's interesting. Because, I mean, even while we're here, I just, you know, it's really, really cool. And I'm, lo- I'm really enjoying the time here. But I also am, like, so overwhelmed. And I almost mm. feel like I'm on pause, you know? Mm. Where when yeah. it comes to, like, coming up with new ideas and such, I feel like I'm almost on vacation from any of that sort of thing. Because I don't have any time or space to focus on anything. Hmm. It's just like, like I described it earlier today, it's pinballing. You're just going from one thing to the next <laughs> thing to the next thing. And to me, that's not a very good creative environment. To me, mm. it's a fun environment, but yeah. not yeah. not the kind of place that you get your best idea from. Not the kind of place I'll get my best yeah. idea from. Yeah, that's fair. And, and my, my experience on this trip might be different in particular because I had... I have like three ideas coming into it. Mm. So I'm thinking more so just about what would be some cool B-roll and C-roll to mm. incorporate into that story. Yeah. Um, so that, yeah, that makes it different. And I've been, this is like my fourth time here. Yeah, so that true. changes that it a to a slightly less overwhelmed. But still, dude, just like one day out there, the mental exhaustion is yeah. like... It's crazy. There's so much going on at all times. You just never stop paying attention to a hundred things at once. Yeah, it is very overwhelming, that is for sure. But going backwards a little bit, I think another thing that is important to me on my channel, and I think you kind of mentioned it a little bit, I'm just not, you know, I was in Paris and it was really cool, and I'm just not interested in making a video about how I'm in Paris, you know? Totally. Like, I would not want to watch that video. Because it's yeah. just, there's so much white noise when it, when it comes to people making videos about themselves doing really cool things. Mm-hmm. And at my channel's best, I think my videos will point to things that you can appreciate on a day-to-day basis, as opposed to all these cool experiences you have totally. the opportunity. All, you know, and, and I feel that way when we're, when we're traveling for Fox too. Like there's so many beautiful things we get to film and shoot. And I have terabytes of some of the most beautiful shots ever that will never surface because I just don't want to tell that story about guy travels to Europe. You know, yeah. it's just not interesting. Yeah. And that was a hard, that was probably the biggest reason I thought I wasn't going to make a video from Paris is like no one needs to see any of this. You know, it's just, mm-hmm. I was one of, 400,000 people that month that will have that same experience, you know? Yeah. And that's why, like, I think it's so beautiful the way you make videos and the way I'm trying to make videos where you just take stories from your life and and use the travel as a backdrop, if even that. Like, I'm so uninterested now just personally in watching YouTube videos that are about exactly what you said. Like yeah. I'm going somewhere cool and doing all these cool, fun, crazy things. Yeah. So over that, I want to hear like things about you that are really personal. And then sure, if you use travel as a backdrop, great. But it's, it's interesting you saying that. Have you ever watched, oh, I hope I don't butcher this. I think it's Aiden Robbins. For some reason, I can't remember his name right now. I think it's Aiden Robbins. I hope I'm not butchering that, but he had a really interesting perspective. He makes he makes great videos. I was watching. One I of his do. Videos. I know exactly who you're talking about. Okay. Yeah, is it Aiden Robbins? I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Friend of the pod. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Aiden Robbins had a really interesting perspective on that travel um, 
mentality because he was saying is in one of his videos that he he doesn't like when the location is just a backdrop for a place he feels the need to like do the place justice and tell backstory and, oh, and yeah. history and all that and i guess i only say that to say like it was really interesting hearing that being like wow that's really cool because that's the last thing i want to do is tell like yeah. the history or backstory of a place when i get there sure i feel so much more comfortable just telling stories that i actually know yeah and then what backs that up is just my experience or the b-roll of being in a place yeah yeah exactly well you know I think that is incredibly overwhelming. Like the idea of telling a story of a place is admirable and probably something I won't be able to do because I'm like you. It's like that's so overwhelming. Yeah. But I think there is something to be said about trying to think about it a different way because what made me decide to use the Paris footage at all was is like, oh, I could basically use this footage to say you don't even need to do this. Mm, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, I remember talking to you when you were processing the idea of this video. And at first you're like, I, I don't think I'm going to make anything with it. Mm-hmm. I, like, I, I don't know what to do with it. I didn't get anything. And then you had that light bulb moment. Mm-hmm. And like, that's such a great feeling when you're making something, when it just clicks. And yeah. you find that puzzle piece that fits and like yeah and that was your your puzzle piece solution was like totally yeah just i it's kind of a bummer of a thing to say i guess but it's almost like you can kind of just let the experience be a cool experience but not make it be this big anchor that holds your soul down to anything you know Mm -hmm. because for the first day i was there i was like paris is gonna ruin my life it's the coolest place ever and i'm gonna wish i was here all the time yeah and then it was over the course of five days learning that's not even true. And then over the course of three months realizing that might be worth something to say. And also being willing to admit to yourself the fact that maybe that footage really honestly, you know, until I had the idea, I wasn't going to be bummed if I didn't make the video out of it. It was like I was ready to let go of it because I didn't have anything to say. There's a really good song. Have you ever heard Clay Pigeons by Blaze Foley? No. Oh, well, it's about a yeah. I'm, yeah I'm, <laughs> It's it, Well, it's basically about this old cowboy guy who needs to move on to the next town so he gets on a Greyhound bus, right? But there's this one line in it that says, uh, or it just says, I'm going to start talking again when I know what to say. Mm. And, dude, that's my North Star Man. right now. It's like that's when I'm going to upload a video is when I have yeah. something to say. And in the meantime, I'm just going to shut up. That's good. Yeah, so that, that footage sat on a long period of me not having anything to say and then fortunately it came together yeah that sounds like the most schaefer nickel song i've ever it's actually heard. a pretty popular song michael Sarah really? did a cover of it wow yeah so oh huh. yeah i feel like it used to be the case making internet videos that there wasn't such a abundance mm-hmm. i mean there's always been an abundance but now it especially feels so abundant and over not oversaturated but just Everything ever has been said all of the time, all at once. Yeah, And totally. there's so much to be said for like, I don't need to just endlessly add for, I don't need to endlessly add to the noise just for the sake of adding to the noise because yeah. I feel like I need to. Yeah. And instead say something when you have something to say, something that feels good and needs to be said. And it's especially hard to come up with something to say when this sort of general way 
Yeah, and you know, I'm not trying to say you and me are any sort of special snowflakes or anything. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, everything you create is mostly derivative from things you've, you know, consumed. But for some reason, it seems like there's this unspoken rule, especially in our niche, where the things you derive from are all the same things. Mm-hmm. You know, like people are trying so hard to be the next Peter McKinnon, or mm-hmm. if, if you're even deeper into the gear hole, you want to be the next Gerald Undone, or if you're even deeper mm-hmm. into whatever, you know, it, it just feels like there's not a whole lot of room to experiment with format. And that feels like a big goal for me is to, yeah. at the very least, have my inspiration derived from something outside of the, of the like general whatever unspoken group of like things you're supposed to rip off that's where everything great ever comes from yeah and it's really hard to do it's really really it definitely is and it's certainly not meant to put anyone down it's just the way it is it's like the amount of gear review channels that have a neon sign in the back yeah and you know you know it's just like a it's just a format yeah and that it's certainly there's nothing wrong with following a format, but it's it's also certainly not anything I think either of us are super interested in. Yeah, at nope. our best, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, exactly. At our best, because it's still hard to do. My last two videos was a fog machine review and a how to film yourself. What other fog machine <laughs> reviews are there? I'm just saying, like, yeah. there's times there's times where it's like there is a time and place for like this format has been done. I have nothing like maybe this is contradictory to what I just said, but there is sometimes where it's like I need to at least have a template to work with just to get me going. Yeah. Like to get me out of this hole because yeah. I I got nothing. No, for sure. <laughs> Which is why I made a fog machine review. Dude, fog machine review was <laughs> the banger of the year. Yeah. <laughs> I just stabbed myself with a pen. <laughs> oh man. What's in your notebook there, mister? Oh, let's check the notes. Uh, I already know what's next in the notes because I want to ask you about oh, it. Okay. You recently took another uh, turn in your YouTube journey and created uh, channel members. Yeah, I like did. Like essentially mm-hmm. YouTube's version of Patreon where people can pay a monthly amount to get special access to a YouTube channel. And I want to know how it's going because I've been really curious about that, interested in it, wanted to do it, but I got banned from it. So Yeah, sorry to hear about that. (laughs) Well, I think to explain it first, it is essentially YouTube's version of Patreon. And I'm sure someone out there's question, maybe not here, but someone out there's broad question is, what is the difference between a YouTube membership and Patreon? And the Mm. answer from me is I have no idea. I don't know what the difference is. I've heard different people say that Patreon gives you a bigger cut of whatever people, so like say it's $5 a month, Mm. Patreon takes less than YouTube will. To me, I just, it doesn't even bother me or it it doesn't register to me because this has nothing... Me starting it truly had nothing to do with wanting to make money off of it. Like that is honestly yeah. the truth. The truth the truth is like I do think community building is one of the more important parts of YouTube. And it's also one of the coolest things to do on YouTube is you get to like actually meet people who have identical interests to you because algorithmically you're just fed to those people a little bit. And it felt like a really cool way to make a bunch of videos that I would like to try making which 
the way I do it on my membership is like I, I have a rule where I can't edit it. Or if I do edit it, it's just like simple cuts. Oh, wow. Um, and so like the last one I did was just I hit record. I recorded the whole thing and then I ended it and I just hit record again. All right, I ended record. <laughs> you know how it works. Yeah. You start it and stop it. Yeah. And so it's been really fun because it's a way I get to practice talking to the camera, being on camera. Mm. It's a way I get to interact with the people who care about it. And that's the craziest part about it is oh, wow. there's yeah. at least some people who care to watch that type of thing. Yeah. Um, and it has pros and cons. Mm, okay. So the pro is basically everything I just said, like the community building thing, you get practice. Yeah. Um, well, and I think really quick before you go into the pros and cons, I think when you said, you know, you didn't do it for money, I think a big part of why you're doing it and what I'm so interested in is having this like, appearance to a channel where it's very cohesive and they're all films and they're that creative thing you want to create. Yep. You want this consistent thing. You yeah, want your channel all... to be consistent. Exactly, yeah. And then there's this opportunity for people to get under the hood and see how it's all working and and get personal access to Schaefer rather than access to Schaefer's films only. Yeah. They get more a look inside Schaefer's head. Yeah, well, it's cool because I don't have to put any real thought into it. Like, I can just be honest about what I'm already thinking about yeah. anyway. And the other thing that was cool is I felt like I I got, I I got had people asking for something like that. You know, people asking for, mm. like, a behind-the-scenes on how you plan a video, oh, like yeah. one of my videos. And I don't want to make a video about how to make one of my videos, not because I'm not willing to, just because... I just don't want to do it. It just yeah. sounds boring. Yeah. And, and you would have to put so much effort into making that video a YouTube video. You yeah, have to exactly. give it a good hook and make it visually appealing yep. and add music. For such a small group of people too. Mm. So it feels like a really good answer to a lot of problems. And I think the biggest pro that I have found as I've let it sort of settle is that it's fun because when I first announced that I was doing it, that was the hardest. That was probably the hardest video I've ever made because you're basically saying, "Hey, I think my raw thoughts are worth your money," which is a wild thing for mm. someone like me or you who have our own little battle with self-deprecation yeah. and internal like mind battles. Totally, it was really really hard to talk myself into making that video. So post announcing that I was doing it, now that it's sort of just it exists, you know, it's really fun because, hmm. because anything that you say on there, someone's out, you know, they're at least going to be marginally interested in because they, whatever paid the $3 yeah. to be there. Yeah. So I don't feel like I'm overthinking like, Oh, I wonder if people are going to agree with like X, hmm. Y, or Z, or I wonder if people will judge me because whatever it's because yeah, I know that they're not they're there to hate invested, on it, you know, like literally. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. So it's pretty fun. I've been having a good time doing it. Man, and I think, cool. it, I think over time it's going to really help me in the long run with being on camera in general, which isn't really my favorite thing. And I would, <clears throat> if I had a choice, I would not be on camera at all. Yeah. But on YouTube, you don't really have a choice. Yeah. I've learned that <laughs> the long, hard way. Yeah. Um, but the cons, I think, I don't, they certainly don't outweigh the pros, but it does feel weird sort of like making your thoughts a product. Mm -hmm. I don't really love, I don't really love that. And also hmm. I think for, for people with more 
self-confidence and self-value and all those sorts of things. And yeah. I don't have like I don't have low self-confidence or anything like that, but I also just think like I'm just a I'm just a a guy, you know. Yeah. It doesn't feel all that valuable to me and it feels weird to sell it. Yeah. When you don't feel like it's that valuable. Totally. Um so so that whole thing is weird and maybe just um maybe and maybe just the fact that it exists doesn't help with my brain that way. Just, you know, at the end of the videos now, I'm saying thank you to the channel members. And so it's not really a big, it's not like a secret thing, you know, it's going to be yeah. at the end of every video. Yeah. Is it changing your approach to your main videos or is it helping you with like any sort of push or motivation or anything in that way? Or is that about the same? I think it's a, at the very least it's, detracting me from making low effort videos on my main channel because if i was to make a a lower effort video for the main channel then i would just probably feel like well why not just do this really quick in the members thing and just get it done with and Mm. move on yeah and for growth purposes it's probably not the best because if i was putting lower effort into more videos then i would get pushed out more but i don't really care about that so instead, yeah. I get to put more effort into better videos that will probably stay smaller than they would have if I didn't have the backlog of yeah. whatever else would have filled the gap. Man. But I just, I just, I don't care. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I love making YouTube videos. I just love it. And yeah. I know the feeling when I upload one that I'm not super proud of. And it's worse. It's a worse feeling than not uploading. Yeah. Dude, well, and like, when, when you find a band that you just love Mm -hmm. and no one knows about. Mm -hmm. It's the best feeling in the world. And you'll be so loyal to that band because you love their music and you like, whether you found them small or not, like you're going to be loyal. And like, I don't know, I, I hope and I think YouTube might be going that direction where it's smaller groups of loyalty. But with the point being like, Maybe, maybe that strategy isn't going to reach the massive audiences, but the impact or the potential impact that it can have on people, I feel like is much deeper. Yeah. It's like, maybe it's not going to spread as far, Yeah, but the people it does reach is going to hit so hard and so deeply. And what a noble goal, like what a cool thing to strive for. Like what if instead of worrying about how many views and subscribers you were achieving. Instead, you're worrying about, I want my video to like positively impact someone's life. Yeah, totally. What a cool goal to have. That makes it feel like something I can wrap my head around. Yeah. And our boss at Fox, our boss, yeah. uh, gave, cause he gave you the book too. He gave you that, the practice book by uh-huh. Seth Godin. And, and the whole point in that book is essentially that creative work is a generous thing to do. Yeah. It's not this self-absorbed, like, look at me because I'm doing X, Y, and Z. Instead, it's like, I wanted to put something good out in the world. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just going to do it. No matter what anyone says or what anyone thinks about me, I'm just going to do it. And that feels along the lines of like that type of creation where you're doing it just because you want to put something good in the world. Yeah, totally. That man, th- just that thought alone, that book for sure. And that thought alone of creativity being generous has helped me so much. Me too. Like uh, it's, it's difficult for me to put into words the thing you were just talking about, about it's not, 
it's not low self-esteem. It's a... I know, it's a bad way to put it. No, I, yeah, totally. Like, and you didn't even put it that way. You were just trying to like find the right word for it. I can't find the right word either because it's not low self-esteem. It's just a... It's like a caution around public appearance or... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or, or it's like I, I've, I've seen what I don't want it to be like. Yeah, right, yeah. And I'm too cautious on the other side. Mm-hmm. So because I don't want it to feel gross and self-promotional, I go too far to the other end. Yeah. But the point (laughs) of that is like, yeah, once you understand your creativity is generous, like you're not forcing anyone to, to experience whatever it is you're making creatively. Yeah. But if there's 20 people that adore your work and that's it. It never grows beyond 20, but those people adore it. That's really generous to keep going just because it means something to those 20 people. Yeah, and I think actually that is a huge point in the corner of making whatever, fog machine reviews and tutorials and those sorts of things. If generosity is the end all be all, if you're going for positively changing someone's life and being generous, then those are maybe the most generous videos you can make Mm. because you don't have to go out of your way to unlock all of these boxes for people and saying, yeah, this helps me with what I do. Like, man, what a way to spend your time. What a noble way to spend your time. If it really is positively giving someone a new idea to go out and just make something. Cause that's, what's so cool at the end of all this is like, whether this, whether this drops you in the corner of making videos or whether, whether, whether <laughs> you are like Bailey, who is a really subpar artist. I'm just kidding. She's, she's like the best artist, me or any of my friends know. <laughs> but like, it's just like how making stuff is the best and it's becoming more and more rare. Yeah. So I don't know, inspiring someone or enabling someone or unlocking some door for someone is a super generous, noble thing to do, which it, again, if that's where your focus is, as opposed to just growth, like, you know, I won't name any names, but right now I just had a company wanting to do a sponsored video and I gave them my rate and then they sent back my CPM and my average viewers. And they were like, well, this doesn't make sense because look at, you know, you don't get enough views and you don't get enough mm. engagement, which, you know, fair point. It makes sense. But then the, the number that they threw back at me was like ridiculous because I'm not just, I'm not just out here making like silly vlogs about anything. Right. You know, I'm putting my heart right. and soul into this stuff to try and yeah. make a difference. There, we've talked about it before, this like balancing pendulum between the heavy creativity side and the heavy business side. Mm-hmm. And there's the heavy business side of making videos where, yeah, that, that dissonance makes no sense where they throw out a, a money number and you're like, no, this is like a short film that I'm dumping everything into. Yeah. yeah. And and from their perspective, it's like, it's like, oh, I just totally lost my train of thought because it's late and we've been in New York City all day. <laughs> but Dude, I think where I was going was like, it's just insane. It's in YouTube. YouTube is a crazy platform because the films that you make on there exist directly next to someone who might make a reaction video that right. took them. 15 minutes to film, two hours to edit, 
and then they might have such a big audience that it'll make them 50 grand. Right, exactly. Let me just put it this way. The amount of those, and nothing against those videos. I consume those videos more than anything. (laughs) (laughs) But I have watched probably, you know, thousands of those videos that throw out a sponsor in the middle and it just to me is this annoyance I have to click through to the other side of. Mm. And then at the exact same time, there are a lot of smaller channels like, you know, it's not a, it's not a smaller channel, but like CMG is one or, you know, these channels that are making these things that these single videos that a lot of them won't even average 30K mm-hmm. stick with me for my entire life. Yeah, Your music bed video is another one of those. You're both, basically all the videos you've done for music bed oh, stand cool. out as being like these ones I come back to that stand out in my memory, you know? Yeah. Every single reaction quick video that gets like these huge numbers, they don't, they don't register in my yeah. brain at all. And yet I can say your music bed video and you know exactly which ones I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. That to me is worth is worth something. Man. You know, the CPA, you can throw all the analytics in the world at it, and it's not the same as being memorable and impactful, you know? Yeah. That to me is valuable. Exactly. Wow. Thank you so much for taking exactly where my brain went off the rails and going exactly <laughs> Dude, where I wanted the, to you, go. With you, it. What is that called in basketball? Alley-oop. Alley-oop. Yeah. I was going to say a layup. Oh. I don't know what yeah, that is. A layup's just not a slam dunk. It's like a. Oh. It's like one step less interesting than a slam dunk. All right. It's just like gently tossing the so ball. So you were about to do a layup and I came in. And you just like grabbed the ball. You're like, nope, Jake's not scoring. I, I am. I grab, you were holding the ball and my hand came in right behind your hand. Exactly. And I was like, little to the left, bud. Exactly. But that's exactly what I was trying to say is like, Sure, it's great if you want to do all these analytics of how much traffic the ad deal brings in, but it's it's just at a certain point not tangible because of what you said. Like yeah. there's a feeling that's created, um, and I can tell you, I have never watched a reaction video twice. Yeah. I watch it, and it's like oh, that was fun, and yeah. then I don't even remember it. But man, that video you made in Paris and Gunnison about creativity, I watched it three times the first time I pulled it up and I know I'm going to revisit it for yeah. years. Well, so. you can me- analytically, you can measure width, but you can't analytically measure depth. Wow. Yet depth is far more valuable than any amount of width, in my opinion. Yeah. Wow. Suck wow. on that, Gary Vaynerchuk. Can we get some applause from the studio audience <laughs> for that one? <laughs> That was beautiful. Thanks. I'm actually stoked I said that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a shock. Man. Another thing that I wanted to bring up. This is a quick thing. This, is a, this isn't even a sidebar. This is sort of like um, when you pull off on the side of the road and semis are like whizzing by you. Ooh. And you're just here for a bit. Ooh. Because you got to take the corn cobs out of the cooler <laughs> and put them in the whatever. <laughs> uh, what? I feel like. I feel like one of the things you've been sort of going through is you kind of were in this phase for a little bit last year where like every video you were uploading was getting like half a million views. Yeah, yeah. And then now that's like less so the case. Mm-hmm. It's more rare now. But then recently you had a short form video pop off. Yeah. What is the difference in the feeling between having one of your main videos pop off versus like a short form video pop off? And also just like, yeah, what's the difference between those? Yeah. 
that gave me a bunch of thoughts in my head, but let me decide which direction I want to go. Oh, and then the ones that don't have a half a million since that like boom phase, do you like them less because they have less views? Yeah. Yeah. So let me start with that before I talk about the, the recent, the recent short form explosion. So yeah, first of all, that's just like, just an absolute mind fuck going from going from like making videos that you you really like and mm-hmm. you don't think anyone should care about them but you're like this is fun to make i don't feel like it, they deserve recognition to then going to like whoa these are getting way more views than i ever thought was possible this is weird and then coming back down in the other direction has been such a weird roller coaster because there's been so many times where I have said and genuinely felt that the metrics don't matter to me. Mm -hmm. And that has always been at the core of it because of what we've talked about this whole time. It feels so much better to make something that feels like what you wanted to express and feels true to you. Yeah. That matters so much more than whatever the metric is. And once once you're not getting adrenaline and dopamine from the numbers coming in, it feels so much better to go back on a video and be like, man, I'm proud of that, rather than being like, man, I really hacked it and did it like Mr. Beast and, yeah. and got all, like, it's gonna feel better if you're just proud of the video. Yeah. So with that said, with this, short I made that it exploded on Instagram. Um, It is scary what that does to your brain when you start seeing like, whoa, it's up to like 400,000 views and something like that. And it's it's scary because like I said, I know what I believe and feel, but you see those numbers rolling in and your brain instantly goes like, oh, I should... I should jump on this. I should, I should make buy more another shorts. Fog I should more fog. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like when it first started happening, it just, your brain starts racing of like, is this what I should be doing? Mm. And that very quickly, you know, very quickly left where mm. I was like, no, this is stupid and yeah. silly. And these numbers mean nothing, truly nothing. And um, the point is depth over width, you know? <laughs> Dude, I am so tired. I'm at, that po- I'm at that point where, like, I have a good thought. I'm like, oh, I have so much to say about this. And then I start talking and I feel like, Someone's just shutting the lights off inside. They're like, <laughs> well, no, all right, I mean, Jake, it's time to close it up. <laughs> we're, we're powering this thing Well, down. I feel like it's a really good, honest-to-God, real-world example of what we were just talking about, Yeah, which is that it's hard not to value the width. Like, it is very hard. Yeah, yeah. It's There's the stupid monkey lizard part of your brain, and there's the... Um, the other one. The Wall Street <laughs> the, version of your no, brain. No, that's Wall Street is also the stupid monkey oh. lizard brain. There's the stupid monkey lizard brain. Stupid then, monkey Wall Street. <laughs> and then there's the Jesse Driftwood side yeah. of your brain. Yeah. And the Jesse Driftwood side of your brain. 
is good. <laughs> oh, it happened again. Jake, are you okay? <laughs> oh, yeah. The stupid monkey lizard side of your brain just feeds off of those quick hit adrenaline yeah. numbers, likes, views. Yeah. And the Jesse Driftwood side of your brain says, no, I, want, I, I need to make something that matters. Yeah. That's all. You did it. And that's just, I say Jesse Driftwood side of the brain because he's our North Star. Yeah, he's the king of... And he's what we always aspire to be. Like, in one of the many ways that Jake and I are alike, we're different in the city versus country boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're pretty country. Yeah, for I'm sure. really country boy. But the, uh, the, one of the ways we're alike is Jesse Driftwood is... Exactly who you want to be, dude. And mm-hmm. when it comes to YouTube and that whole thing, yeah. And you know, if you asked him, he probably would be humble about it and yeah. say something funny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, what time do we got here? We're at forty-six, 46 minutes. minutes. Should we try and go to an hour? Or should I? Don't think we have to force going to an hour. Mm-hmm. I don't have. Did you write anything else down in your? Oh. Did I? Actually, yeah. There was... We Let's hit, do one more thing and then we'll go eat dinner. Well, yeah. Perfect. How do you... How do you keep inspiration? Or, or like, find it and keep it? I don't know. I'm, I don't know how to word it exactly, but it's just, like, sometimes it feels so clear and yeah. you might be very sure that, like, Gunnison is where you need to be and yeah. you feel inspired. I have an answer to this. Okay, good. Cause I don't even know how to ask my question because <laughs> so, I mean, the, 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 maybe the, maybe it's not necessarily how do you keep inspiration, but it's more so how do you keep the reassurance that you're going to have inspiration in the future? Yeah. 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 Do, yeah. I know exactly what you're saying. How do you know you're felt, at least on the path to being inspired? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think I have, like, the answer, but I think I have a mm-hmm. answer. Mm-hmm. And it actually really nicely ties back to Paris because when I went out to Paris, the video I wanted to make, because Nathaniel Drew randomly sent me a, a message on Instagram and asked if I was ever in the area we should hang out. Uh, and so I was like, okay, I'm going to go to Paris, but I'm not going to Paris to meet Nathaniel Drew without a video idea. I'm going to figure it out, right? So the video idea I wanted to make, he had just uploaded a video about his Paris apartment because he had just bought a Paris apartment and he was renovating it and all this stuff. And it was big video, you know, a long video about the whole saga and everything. And there's a part in the video and it's such a short part. Um, And it actually, this tiny little part of his video made it one of my favorite videos he's uploaded because I read into it too much, I guess. But there's a part where he, he gets his bed into his room and he lays on his bed and and he it doesn't have music playing or anything and he just shows that it's quiet mm-hmm. and he's like when you're in paris it's so rare for things to be quiet mm. and it's such a short part of the video and then he moved like from there he moves on to some other thing and that and it's just over and the video i wanted to make is regardless of your perspective on it it so beautifully parallels the biblical creation story right so god's out there and he's in the garden right mm-hmm. and he's making the fish that's day one day one fish oh, of course day two 
Worms. Common knowledge, yep. Day three, dirt and clouds. <laughs> anyway, he's got this big checklist of all the things he has to make in the world, right? Yeah. And it's this big ordeal, uh-huh. making the world. Yeah. And then they, they call it the seven days of creation. Yeah. But on the <gasps> seventh day, the pinnacle of creation, the crescendo oh, is rest. Amen. <laughs> Let us pray. <laughs> but I think that's the answer, dude. Man, and YouTube doesn't YouTube doesn't promote rest. YouTube yeah. promotes promotes consistency and it promotes being some kind of ridiculous creative guy that has endless amounts of ideas. Think of some of the best musicians in the world. Mm-hmm. Their albums come out sometimes yeah. up to seven years yeah. seven to ten Kendrick years. Kendrick Lamar is like exactly. such a perfect example. Exactly. Yeah. And I just don't think you just shut your brain off for a day after the yeah. upload and then turn it back on on Tuesday and start back up and make the next thing. Absolutely. You have to rest. Dude, absolutely. God had to rest. God made the worms and yeah. he had to rest. Yeah, seriously. If God has it's to rest snakes. after making worms, yeah. you better be resting after making a YouTube video. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the way that I know that I'm going to be able to make another video up to par with the ones I've made in the past is just that I'm going to force myself to rest. Yeah. Especially before I, I really have a good idea. Yeah. And for me, even mid-project, it feels, it feels so wrong to do, but sometimes you just have to let a project breathe. Yep. Like you're beating your head against the wall just like shoving a puzzle piece in that doesn't fit. And you're like, no, I have to make this work. And then all it takes is just stepping away for like a couple days and give it some room to breathe or yeah. just go live your life. Like exactly. Go do something you that love. That definitely counts as rest. And yeah. I also think that counts as like inspiration garnering, you know? Yeah. Because yeah. um, so many of my best ideas come when I'm just sort of in everyday life or just consuming something like mm-hmm. so random. Yeah. Um, that's when you find those things that unlock your brain. But if you're always just in like overdrive, trying so hard to find something to make a video about, mm-hmm. then it rarely works out. And I don't know what this means, but the end of that story is I didn't even make that video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. But I, I think the I think the like lesson there is that you did give it that room to breathe. Yeah. And I like, and as a result, you made my favorite video you've ever made. Well, that's awesome. Cause so. I think I, I was bummed when I had to sort of abandon that idea and I had to abandon that idea because I thought we were going to have more time to film. And so, mm, yeah, um, probably maybe someday I'll still make that video, but yeah, I, you know, it wasn't until I was able to rest and walk away from it that it, that I got the clarity that I needed to finish it. Yeah. But dude, I don't worry about, because I used to have that feeling like worrying about like, well, what if I just had my last good idea? Mm -hmm. And I feel like as I've sort of incorporated the idea of for the next week, I'm not even going to think about thinking about a video. Mm. Then when you get back into it, like if you love it, you're going to eventually get back and just be like, oh, I have, you know, I have this idea. I have to make it. Um, Very rarely, I feel like, do I go through a period longer than a week or so where I just do not want to make anything. Mm -hmm. I at least after a week will get the feeling of like, I would love to go film something. Yeah. And that's that little spark, I feel like, that proves your soul still wanders. (laughs) (laughs) That was prevailing. (laughs)
Bailey like Bailey like cringes at everything I say anyway. So then we're not talking about videos and my soul and <laughs> it's beautiful. Bailey and I were talking oh yeah, really quick. Bailey and I were talking the other day about how maybe one of the worst words is the word beautiful. Oh no. Yeah. Well it less so to do with the connotation. <laughs> or the denotation. <laughs> The That's connotation is it, just the it's like the way it comes out of your mouth, beautiful. So like just the, the, the noises of the word. Yeah, 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 yeah. Beautiful. 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 Yeah. It's kind of like the when you say poop. I like the word poop, because when you say the word poop, your mouth does the same motion your butthole does when it poops. <laughs> poop. Yes. It's just like that. <laughs> Wait, how is it like that? So when you say the word beautiful, so your mouth you say does something beautiful? Poop. Wait, so what? <laughs> well, by that logic, if you say the word beautiful, then your mouth is doing something beautiful. <laughs> Are you saying when you say beautiful, your mouth is pooping? Uh, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Okay. That makes I'm saying sense. it's similar to saying poop. Poop and beautiful are basically the same word. Poop and beautiful are the same. Poop is beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I I did get really scared when you first said that because basically I know. I was like, I'm gonna send Jake into a spiral. <laughs> <laughs> the whole start start of my YouTube channel is centered around like making my life more beautiful and ap- appreciating the beauty around me. The poop. Just replace it with poop every time you say it. I think beauty might be worse than Life beautiful. Is poop. If you appreciate the poop around you. Oh, dude, I'm at that. This is why we started recording podcasts in the morning. Yeah. So I just get delirious by the <laughs> point of the day. Yeah. I, just just to wrap that whole thought up, though. I wish there was oh, a yeah. different word. I got a thought of, because oh, of beautiful. Well, yeah, I wish there was a word that meant the exact same thing because there are a lot of adjacent words like magnificent and extravagant, and but there's not one that's the same thing, you know? Oh. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not saying that I don't. I'll I'll definitely still use the word, you know, but it's just like I wish it was a different. Man. Word. I wish it was. I wish corduroy meant what beautiful means because corduroy Cause like is a sweet corduroy? word. Yeah. Huh. Not quiche. quiche. Yeah, I'm, I'm you're on board team with quiche. quiche. You do like quiche or don't like quiche? Do like quiche. quiche is a sick word. Corduroy fits pretty well with corduroy. Yeah, I guess that's right. What about <laughs> ractar? That sounds scary, not beautiful. Well, yeah, because well, because <laughs> beauty is scary. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Hopefully. The human language will continue to evolve to the point where we Why have... Why do we only have one word, though? You know, for the, like, what, what a big word. What a big thought to only have one word that means that. That's you know? true. It's because we have like, road and we have street, and it's the same thing. Yeah, and avenue. And we have avenue. And circle. And place. And place. <laughs> and they all mean basically the place same thing. Place is the worst one. Yeah, that place is the worst one. <sighs> or business loop. You ever like the I seventy business loop? The fuck no. does that mean? Oh yeah, I do. I do know about that one. Crazy. It's 
Yeah, okay, Bailey's got a list for of synonyms. Beautiful? Yeah, but it has, has to mean like the same thing. Give me one that means like Give the us same the thing. the best synonym for beautiful. No, attractive is like yeah. That's like one specific type of beautiful. It is a, the word was attractive. Yeah, attractive is a little more. It's got a little more thirst trap energy than yeah. Pretty and handsome. Pretty no, handsome. Good looking. Good looking. The sunset was good. Dude, the looking. difference. The difference between good looking and beautiful <laughs> is unreal. The wedding was good looking. <laughs> I could have cried. It was so good looking. There's nothing. There's only one. Picturesque. Rem- picturesque. <laughs> it's not even close to the same. That's like for like going to Dang. the Grand Canyon. Uh, how about this? So we're gonna re- we're trying to record another at least one more episode while we're in New York City. Mm. Let's both try and come up with the new word that means beautiful. Good idea. And then we'll come back next time, and we'll have a new word. Stay tuned for. The new beautiful. Beautiful too. <laughs> and the squeakle. Also, on that one, we might talk a bit more about New York City. Oh, yeah. Yeah, cause, yeah. Because there's going to be a lot to talk about. There's all, We already could record a whole episode about just yeah. the and vibes in here New York City. We've been here for one, for one full day. Yeah. We got here at night, thought we were just like going to eat food and go to bed. And we ended up being out until one in the morning or something. Yeah. And probably it's gonna happen again. Probably gonna happen again. <laughs> I feel like this one went well. I feel like it. I feel like the warm up. Maybe we like really eased into it on this one. Mm. I feel like things got yeah. real juicy at the end. Yeah, it was a. It was a. It was a slow ramp up because. <laughs> that's it. My brain quit. We gotta get you it some. Quit. We gotta get you some pad thai, brother. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> Thanks to our studio audience. Thanks to our live studio audience. Bailey Nichols. From New York. Um, do you have anything you'd like to plug on the show? Any any shout outs? Instagram, Bailsos. B-A-I-L-S-O-S. Bailsos. For the best art. Amen. You don't like this music. You don't be listening to it. You know I'm just a dude that you know or something similar. If you don't keep it real, can you go somewhere but here? Cause you know we're only losing control just for a minute. Oh.